0: Welcome to Tony Stake Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode two hundred and sixty-five. I'm Sean and joined with me we have off-road Andy. Yes, I'm here and everything's working. Yeah, third time's a charm. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with every single person you know, and listen to our entertainment podcast right after this all right Andy we got some uh stuff to get to uh how about we kick things off with the NBA
1: yeah so uh the only thing we could really talk about of course is we talk about every week uh the Lakers they are almost officially eliminated if they uh lose tonight and the Spurs win they will be out uh LeBron is not going to play and there are rumors that uh Frank Vogel is done at the end of this year so um yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I think that's pretty likely he'll be fired. I don't think it's his fault, but uh didn't need to be mentioned cuz this might be the last time we mentioned the Lakers on the show for a while. Mhm. Yeah, uh, because if they're eliminated, then we're not going to talk about them.
0: I'm sure LeBron will do something to keep him in the news.
1: Release himself. Yeah, but we can we can boycott it until at least the NBA finals is over.
0: Here here, I'm yeah. into that.
1: Unless Anthony Davis is like traded during the playoffs or something. Yeah. But yeah, anything I don't need to hear any drama.
0: But in the meantime, let's go
1: Clips, right? Yeah, they uh, officially, they locked down the eighth spot. Um, they can't fall below that. But So you're saying there's a yeah, chance. Yeah, Paul George is back. Kawhi was at practice. I don't know if that means anything, but... He was on a scooter, no. but he was there. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like dressed and practicing hard or anything, but no. Yeah, don't get your hopes up, but... I don't want him
0: to play... I don't want you know what was it a DeMarcus Cousins even a Kevin Durant happened like they're like oh he's he's better because you told us he had to be better by today and he's actually not better so he goes out there and plays four seconds and he's dead again
1: yeah I don't think we need to see that so
0: that's what I'm saying I don't want him to play the rest of the season just chalk it up as a loss uh, take the force majeure on your insurance policies to pay out all these dickheads and just better luck next year Start drinking milk, chugging milk, yep. just chug it. You're the healthiest well, uh, person out there. Come next better, year.
1: Better luck next year is something you should uh, tell uh, the whole state of North Carolina. Um, that's oh, a yeah.
0: Shifting gears there. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we had the final four. We had the big UNC Duke matchup. So uh, in that matchup, one team from North Carolina had to lose uh, despite one having to win. You know, one had to lose, too. And it was Duke. A uh, good game. Duke could have won, but they they lost it there at the end. They couldn't make the plays, and uh, you know, that's that's it. It's over. It's over for Coach K. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear about him. Much like LeBron, he even if he's gone, we'll be hearing about him for for years to come. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's fine. He left a great legacy. And-
0: yeah, and that was. I mean, you can't be upset with that game. That was. I was watching over the phone with my dad, and he was saying basically, it's identical teams playing each other. And they're very, very similar in terms of talent on that on each team.
1: Yeah, so Duke has a couple like uh, better NBA prospects, but that oh you trade off with their youth, not uh, being as good. Uh, well, North Carolina has a lot of like older guys. They have that one guy who uh, Manick who looks like he's like looks Amish, like
0: trashier like Larry Bird or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> um, but he's like a like a fifth year player, like twenty two, twenty three years old already. It's like yeah, that, that helps, you know. Yeah. Um, and then that Baycott, which he got, he got hurt at the end of that game. Didn't play the last like four minutes. He's just a monster rebounding, but
0: uh, yeah, yeah. he's a, a big person, and he's got interesting hair. It looked like he had it, yeah. his hair like tied in a
1: knot or something. You should, you should look at his evolution of the hair over the years. It's, it's, it's I'm it's, sure it's something. Yeah, uh, and then the other Final Four game, Kansas was like on fire for most of that game. They hit a bunch of threes, but. Uh, it got closer and then they still won. So it wasn't uh it was an incredible game. It was it was fun to watch, I guess, if you're a Kansas fan to see them pouring some. Breeze. I did not but, watch that game.
0: In fact, yeah. Andy, I was at the track uh during and driving home from yeah. the track actually uh during that game.
1: Yeah, so it was Kansas uh Villanova. Uh so that left us with the final, Kansas, North Carolina, and uh a strange game. Kansas was up early and then it was twenty-two to twenty-two. Uh, and before you know it, it was 38 to 22 North yeah. Carolina. And that's it's- when
0: I changed the channel and I never went back and because I, I kind of forgot about it.
1: Yeah, it was uh, kind of rough. I mean, Kansas closed it out to be a little bit closer by the end of uh, by halftime. And um, they were scoreless
0: with, for a good four and a half minutes or something. Yeah. And
1: then when, when the second half started, the Kansas cut it to seven within three minutes or something like that. And it was like, well, this is Whoa. a game now. Um, hmm. they They played much better and. You know, they hit some threes and it was it was, I think, a tie game with a lot of time left. So we got we got a pretty good game for the last eight minutes, um, you know, back and forth. Other teams making plays and uh, at the end of the day, Kansas pulled it out. Uh, so congratulations to them. Uh, yeah. It's very good. An interesting team. Uh, a lot of people are saying this is not this is far from one of their best teams. They ha- usually have so much more talent. They don't have a ton of NBA prospects, but you know, you just get the right collection. They play well and overstretch, and here you are. Yeah. And Kansas has been great for thirty plus years, or I'd say with Bill Self, it's been almost twenty years now, and they've only won once before. And while they're usually really, really good, so
0: they're always one of one of the teams in there.
1: Yeah, I mean they are the winningest program in college history. So that's uh, of course, I mean they had Wilt Chamberlain way back in like the '50s. So uh, they've been around for a, a long time, and uh, it's another another championship for them. So yeah, I guess that's nice. I was rooting for them because of the four teams in the Final Four. They actually had uh, won the the latest. They won back in two thousand eight, but every other team had won more recently than that. So oh, there you was, go. I always like to see that, but I mean, I'd rather see a team that hasn't won in 50 years than a team that hasn't won in 15. But uh, you know, you got, you got to take what you can get. So yeah, exactly. Uh, now we got uh, the draft to look forward to for all these players. Yeah. So another season in the books.
0: Pretty exciting. Pretty uh, decent March Madness overall, from what I saw. Yeah, it's I didn't fun. watch much, but I watched enough.
1: It's always a good product.
0: Yeah. All right, well, shall we shift it over to the uh, Masters?
1: Yeah, so if you're a big golf fan, uh, it's, it's on its way back. It's yeah, been tournaments, but the big one, the Masters, is coming this weekend. Um, this seems like a normal golf season. I think last year was kind of normal, but it was still not not 100% normal. But this seems – everything seems normal to me right now. That's like, yep, the Masters is in April and everything's going – Uh, I mean, all in all,
0: COVID's over. Like, if you go to a government building or a hospital, sure. But everywhere else, it's all just, "Eh, what are you doing this weekend? Versus, did you see how many people died yesterday? So, we're done, Andy.
1: How many people are going to die at the Masters? That's the real question.
0: I'm going to (laughs) put the over-under at one and a half
1: what if yeah what if someone uh like drives their vw yeah into, into the, the tv thing. tower yeah. <laughs> goddamn <laughs> volkswagen uh but yeah the big the big story here for the masters is that uh tiger is playing as of right now he said he will be playing so remarkable uh, as a former champion he automatically qualifies which is always fun because you get to see like 65 year olds play in this tournament um so I don't know if he would have he wouldn't have qualified in any ways because he, I mean, he hasn't played. Uh but this is this is crazy. When that accident happened and they kind of detailed his injuries. Barely a year ago, mind you. Really? I would have said it was two years ago, so it was uh it seemed like he's never coming back. He's already older, uh he's already had his share of injuries. It's just like he's not coming back from this. Wasn't that last and, right before St. Patrick's Day? I don't I don't remember that I only told me it was five years ago and I'd be like yeah that makes sense
0: well I only recall because on St. Patrick's Day which was like the day or two after the crash I was in a meeting at Hyundai and they were terrified that the car was going to be the reason for the Uh, accident because he was driving a Hyundai it was the Hyundai uh, Genesis Open or whatever
1: it was so it was February 23rd there you go so yeah a little more than a year um Yeah, I just would would have thought like, well, he's just not going to come back because like his, well, like his career was over, but he was, he was, it was definitely out of his prime. I mean, he'd also had back surgeries. Yeah. So it's like, this is not going to happen. And somehow it did. So uh, the media attention is going to be crazy on this because uh, this is not the first time Tigers made a comeback, but it's the first time he's made a comeback and there's like no like scandal involved. It just literally was uh, an accident. So. Um, everyone's going to be on his side. Whereas, like, I think most people were on his side wanting him to do well after everything that he went through before, which was, like, his fault. So I don't want to say, like, act like it wasn't. But uh, now it's like everyone's going to be rooting for him. See, see if he can make the cut. That would be uh, incredible. And I'm sure CBS is hoping he makes the cut, could uh, get onto their broadcast. Uh, yeah, ratings galore. Yeah. But, um, I mean, if he doesn't, it's, it's still it's a great story, and it's going it should be a good tournament. It's, yeah, uh, as it always is. You know, there's so much young talent and everything that you don't need Tiger anymore. Um, well, I mean, the, the sport always wants Tiger, but it's like there's there's plenty of guys out
0: there. So, I was talking to a guy at my office the other day, and uh, he was thinking. He so he he is has some details of this course. Uh, I, I guess to make everyone envious, but also like ah, oh, I, I get it. He was invited. Through his brother-in-law to go like a few years ago, and ended up having to go to some court affidavit thing, so he couldn't go. Um, and so that's a bummer. But he said that's a hilly course, and Tiger has to walk.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think they uh, allow you to drive carts on the fairway <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, what I've heard is he's already even he's already been practicing on the course, so he's already played it uh, this week, and he's fine. He could take stairs and everything, take hills, so. Mm-hmm. um that's great but i mean he's you can't say he's going to be 100 percent. so golf requires so much balance and everything that you expect him to be a little off so
0: he's just going to go to you know, his own happy place and he'll be uh, fine
1: i don't know but it'll be interesting to see and yeah, yeah hopefully he does make it into saturday and we can get him on the main broadcast there but
0: i imagine espn plus will have a dedicated channel to him maybe even two so yeah
1: and i, I assume they're doing the first two rounds is that confirmed I would but, assume uh, so. I think they usually do. It's the um, only we, time I've watched
0: anything on ESPN plus, I think was at one of the other weekends. I don't even remember which tournament it was. Um, uh, but I just turned it on on like a Sunday morning, you know, cause it's on first thing, you know, yeah. here they are in the clubhouse. Like, yeah, let's, let's tune into this. So maybe I'll try it again.
1: Yeah. But, um, you know, aside from tiger, I did look at, uh, who are the, uh, the favor- favorites here. Um, John Rahm is the favorite, twelve to one. So, it's wow. pretty uh, high up there, I'd say, for uh, odds and with, the, with the big field here. And then uh, Justin Thomas at thirteen to one. So, uh, those are the two favorites there. It's a it's a lot of younger names. Uh, Phil Mickelson's not playing; he's in a like self imposed suspension. Yeah. So um, he's a big name not playing. Although he's 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 older, he played, did win. He did win a major last year, which is crazy to think about. The oldest uh, to do it. So uh, he could still be competitive. But yeah, that's a big name out of there. But uh, again, a lot of lot of talent. So I'm it's an sure exciting we'll, uh, time. We'll get back to uh, it next week. See who actually pulled it off. But yeah, good yep. luck to everyone.
0: Yeah, that'll be exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else to add? Uh, not on golf, which means um, your time with us is ending. Yeah, um, we're going to do a baseball preview, so I'm going to be doing that with Tony. So uh, uh, we're going to we're actually recording that a little later, and we're going to put this all together through uh, the magic of editing. So uh, I guess we'll see you later, then, Sean. Thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. All right, now let's get to the 2022 MLB preview. All right, now it's time for our uh, MLB preview. Uh, before we do our over-unders, though, we're going to do a, a recap of the offseason because uh, we had two of them in baseball this year because there was a big lockout in the middle. So uh, some of these deals happened recently. Some of these happened months ago. So i uh, want to go through some of the big ones, uh, starting with Carlos Correa going to the Twins on a, on a shorter deal. Uh, he was the top free agent this offseason, and uh, – didn't get the deal he wanted, but uh, he could opt out of for this year, so he could get a big payday uh, next year. Uh, Corey Seager did get a big deal 10 years from the Rangers, so he's uh, leaving the Dodgers, going to Texas. Um, it's good for Texas. They're, they're bad. They need good players. Uh, but the Dodgers did replace him with Freddie Freeman on a six-year deal. That's a big deal. Braves just won a World Series. He's their franchise player, and now he is gone, so uh, kind of a shock, but... You know, Dodgers were uh, happy to be able to bring him in, bring him back home. Uh, Chris Bryant went to the Rockies. Uh, this is a surprise after they traded Arenado uh, that they went and gave a big money deal to a, a different player here. Um, yeah, we talked about that before. Uh, Kevin Gaussman to the Blue Jays. A really good season for the Giants last year. Now he's going uh, to play for a team that's that's could be really good this year. Um, Next up, Marcus Semien, uh, who was with the Blue Jays, is now leaving for the Rangers. The Rangers, two big deals for infielders. Uh, they're rebuilding that team. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a contender yet, but you know, they're starting off with a couple core guys here. Uh, Robbie Ray, uh, who was with the Blue Jays, so uh, now they had to replace him with Gaussman. Uh, he's going to the Mariners. Uh, Trevor Story to the Red Sox. Uh, Max Scherzer, who's old, but still really, really good. Uh, signed a three-year deal with the Mets, uh, the most money ever per year. So he's getting over $40 million a year. Uh, crazy, but, you know, maybe he's still worth it. Uh, Nick Castellanos going to the Phillies. Um, they're making moves with hitters. Uh, there's another move coming up. Uh, talk about them as well. Uh, Marcus Stroman going to the Cubs. Uh, Javier Baez to the Tigers. Starling Marte to the Mets. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers. Uh, so the Tigers are making moves, too. They were pretty okay at last year, surprisingly. So now they uh, picked up some guys. They have some prospects coming in. So uh, they could be good. Uh, but then, yeah, the next up, Kyle Schwarber with the Phillies. So the Phillies got Schwarber and Castellanos, two guys who aren't great fielders but who can hit. So that's how they're building their team there. Uh, Chris Taylor stayed with the Dodgers. That's, that's good for them. He's very flexible. Uh, Rysel Iglesias uh, stayed with the Angels as their closer. Uh, Carlos Rodon's going to the Giants on a kind of a, a prove-it deal. had a lot of injuries, but a really talented pitcher. So he's getting uh, $20 million a year for two years, but you know he's young. He probably wanted something longer. Uh, John Gray going to the Rangers. Uh, the, the top international player on the free agency, Sayo Suzuki, going to the Cubs. Uh, Rizzo, staying with the Yankees. Uh, Verlander, who didn't pitch last year, he was hurt, uh, re-signed a deal with the Astros. So he's uh, getting up there in age, but he was effective last time he pitched, so maybe he could still be. Uh, $25 million a year for the next two years. That's a lot for him. Um, and then the last one I got here, Noah Sindergaard with the Angels. One year, $21 million. Uh, the Angels are hoping they can get something out of him because uh, they need pitching, and he used to be one of the best. So uh, We also had a bunch of trades. Uh, the Oakland Athletics basically traded everyone who's good on their team so uh, Chris Bassett going to the Mets, Sean Manea going to the Padres, and then uh, the two Mets, Matt Olson to the Braves and Matt Chapman to the Blue Jays. So, uh, yeah, that's like the core of their team. <laughs> it's all gone. Uh, those teams are happy to be able to acquire them, especially uh, Olson with the Braves. They uh, they made that deal uh, before Freddie Freeman had officially left, but I think they knew he wasn't coming back, so they went out and got a replacement first baseman, someone from Atlanta, so that was a big move for them. Um. The Reds, they basically gave up on their team as well, uh, not signing their free agents, but also uh, they traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners, uh, along with Sonny Gray to the Twins. So, uh, yeah, they, they seem to be one of those teams that's just giving up for the year. Uh, Twins also were active. They acquired Gary Sanchez and uh, Gio Ursula from the Yankees uh, in exchange for Isaiah Kiner, Falafa and uh, Josh Donaldson. So uh, just the Yankees wanted, I guess, a veteran with Donaldson. They gave up on Gary Sanchez, who was this great prospect, never panned out. Uh, so now the Twins got him, win. Twins, Twins hit home runs. So now they got another guy couldn't hit home runs with Gary Sanchez. So um, yeah, that team, that team also has some intrigue with the big Correa signing um, in this move. Uh, I also want to talk about the, some of the top prospects that uh, expect to be. Uh, either with the team on opening day or called up sometime this year that are going to make an impact. Uh, so starting with Bobby Witt Jr. for the Royals, uh, he's a shortstop, but he's going to play on opening day as a third baseman. So uh, he's their future of the franchise there. He's the best prospect in baseball. Uh, so he's already starting. That's Usually teams like to not have their top prospects start the year with the team, uh, mostly to manipulate their free agency in the future, but the Royals are saying, let's do it. Let's just start him. Uh, Next up, Adley Rushman with the Orioles, uh, top catching prospect. He is not going to be with the team opening day, uh, mostly because he has, like, an injury. So he's going to start on the DL, I think, uh, but he'll be with the team sooner rather than later. Uh, Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners. He will be starting opening day for the Mariners. Um, Spencer Torkelson with the Tigers, first base First baseman again, he will be uh, most likely starting opening day. He'll be a big part of that team. Uh, the team could be could be decent, so uh, they don't want to waste any time. Uh, Riley Green also with the Tigers. He is not on the opening day roster, but could be called up uh, soon. Um, same thing with Grayson Rodriguez, pitching pitcher for the Orioles. Uh, the Orioles are going to suck either way. They're just really really bad. So I guess they're not in any rush to. Call up prospects and just let them sit. Um, And then Gabriel Moreno with the Blue Jays. Uh, The Blue Jays are are good enough right now, so maybe he can help later in the year, but uh, he will not be starting uh, with the team in April here. Um, So that's kind of the offseason in review. Uh, Now we could do some uh, over unders. Okay, so let's start with the uh, over-unders here, starting with the uh, AL East and uh, going in order of last year's finish. Uh, That's how we usually do it. So uh, starting the AL East, Tampa Bay won the division last year. Their over-under is 89.5. I'm going over. They seem to always uh, figure out a way to win a lot of games. Uh, Red Sox, 85.5. I'm going under. Uh, Yankees, 91.5. Under. Blue Jays, 92.5. I'm going over. Uh, Everyone wants to see the Blue Jays do well. It's such a talented team, so... Uh, that's my division winner, the Blue Jays there. So oh, also the Orioles missed them. 62 and a half. I'm going over because that's a, just such a low total. Uh, On to the AL Central. The White Sox won last year, 91.5. I'm going to go over here. Uh, the Guardians, the new, the new name of the Cleveland team. Uh, 76.5. I'm going under. Tigers 77.5 going over. Uh, Royal. <coughs> Royals 74.5 going under. And the Twins, eighty-one and a half, going over. So, uh, White Sox should repeat in this division. Although the Twins or even the Tigers could uh, make a run here. Um, the Astros, so in the AL West, the Astros uh, won this division last year. Ninety-one and a half over under this year. I'm going over because it's the Astros and they they're good. Uh, the Mariners, eighty-three and a half. I'm going over as well. Uh, Oakland, sixty-eight and a half. Uh, they're not trying to win at all so i'll go under uh the angels 83 and a half i'm going to go over with that and then uh the rangers 74 and a half going over so uh on to the national league here uh, nl east the braves defending champions not of just the division but of all of baseball uh, 91 and a half i'm going under because you know they, they won the world series and they didn't win 91 games last year, I don't think, so it uh, doesn't mean they'll be bad, just I don't think they're a top five team. Um, the Phillies, 85.5 and a half. I'm going under, the team has uh, some problems. Uh, the Mets, 88.5, I'm going under, it's the Mets, you just can't trust them. The Marlins, 76.5, also going under, because uh, I don't see where the talent is on the team. The Nationals, 71.5, uh, Nationals are pretty bad too, they have Juan Soto, but not much else, so I'm going under, so that's under on all of these teams. So the NL East is bad. I think it's going to be bad, but they're not all going to go under, but maybe 4 out of 5 go under, and who knows. Uh, so now on the NL Central, the Brewers, uh, 89.5. Uh, they won the division last year. Uh, I'm going to go under, even though they're still good. Their lineup isn't very good. They have great pitching, but um, so I'm going to go under here uh, the Cardinals 84 and a half and go over Again Cardinals magic. So just gotta account for that uh, The reds 74 and a half. I'm going under on that. I think the Reds are really bad not trying to win at all so Wouldn't be surprised to make see them make more moves to dump players uh, Further into the season uh, and then the Cubs at 75 and a half I'm gonna go over uh, And the Pirates at 65 and a half. I'm going to go under Similar situation. They they don't want to be good. They want to be the worst team. Uh, now now uh, close up with the NOS here. The Giants won this division last year, of course, with 107 wins. But this year they're projected at uh, 85 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over because that would be a big drop off if they don't hit. If they don't hit 86 wins, that'll be more than 20 games difference. Um, they did lose a lot, but they still have some really great players there. So. Uh, over um, the Dodgers, 97 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over because they seem to win 100 games every year or at least be good enough to do it. So uh, the Padres, 90, 90 and a half. I'm going under here because they seem to be a little, dealing with like a little bit of a curse. Uh, it's how Jr. is out for the first couple months. There's had a lot of injuries last year as well. So uh, I don't I don't like the way this franchise is feeling, but uh, maybe, they, maybe they'll turn it around. It'd be nice to see. Uh, the Rockies 68 and a half I'm going under because similar to the Pirates and to all of those teams they're just not really making a run to be any good here uh, and then closing out here the Diamondbacks, 66 and a half I'm gonna go over because that's one of the that's one of the lowest totals and the Diamondbacks won't be good but there's a little better chance I mean 66 and a half is pretty low so uh, so that's what I got for over unders and that's uh that's the baseball preview here. I'm excited. It's happening today. We got games on Apple Plus now. We got games on Peacock. It's gonna it should be a good season. So we'll check back in on these over unders maybe in a couple months. See how we're doing. But all right, that's it.